Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Brian Crombie Radio Hour on Saga 960. So I ran across a fascinating young lady, Maria Babarash is her name, and she's coming to us tonight from Kiev, Ukraine. She is the president at Actions First Foundation. So I wanted to reach out and find out uh, what Actions First Foundation is, what uh, Maria is doing, and how's life in Kiev. And she's just told us that uh, we might get interrupted because an airstrike just uh, was initiated. Maria, how are you? Thank you, Brian. Thank you for inviting. Yes, I'm uh, just in Kiev and uh, we are trying to help uh, for the Ukrainian victory as much as we can here, helping everyone, mostly our defenders uh, on the front line and also the civilians, but mostly the defenders. Uh, and my, it's like my fam- family fund, Actions First Foundation. It was founded uh, in t- 2015, but it's now acting, starting the whole-scale invasion from the starting from the February 24th this year. And uh, we are fundraising for the needs for Ukrainian soldiers. So it's uh, uh, we have fundraised about half a million of dollars already uh, and keep on doing that every day uh, to help uh, our soldiers. And how are you doing that? How are you fundraising? Oh, we have a fundraising campaign in LinkedIn, in Facebook, uh, on the website. Uh, so uh, we are sending letters to different uh, companies, organizations in Ukraine and abroad who would like to support Ukraine. Um, and we have full, fully transparent uh, reporting where the first NGO in Ukraine that has uh, our bank account is on, on our website. So it's a special feature of our private bank, the biggest bank in Ukraine. And we, I have uh, developed it three years ago with private bank. And now the, my NGO is fully transparent because it's very important uh, where the money comes to. And uh, it's very easy in life, uh, real time, see what we buy and uh, who is donating. And, and what's your website if people want to go and check it out and potentially donate? Yeah, sure. Actionsfirst.org. Uh, it's very easy and uh, it's possible to donate via PayPal or Swift or any other, or like crypto or any other uh, format. Uh, like uh, before the war, I was the head of the president's office of Michael Saakashvili, but uh, for two and a half years. Uh, helping President Zelensky in reforms, and I uh, was the head of the biggest uh, think tank in Ukraine, focused on reforms. But 
the war took some uh, changes in my life and now I'm a, I'm a volunteer and unfortunately Michael is in prison uh, for one almost one year already and we hope that he will come back to Ukraine as, as a Ukrainian citizen uh, but it it takes time where is he in prison in Georgia in Georgia um and he uh, worked uh, for uh, Zelensky as well and you worked in yeah, his she- office? He has uh, still a position in the office, and uh, we were working together in the presidential office. Uh, uh, he is the secretary of the National Reforms Council under the president of Zelensky. And for two years and five months, you were the executive director of the National Reforms Council. Uh, yeah, this is the, the... Vladimir Zelensky, the prime the president of Ukraine. Yeah, this is correct. Excellent. Uh, you've had uh, some interesting experience. And and then for the last eight months, you've been a volunteer in the armed forces of Ukraine. Yeah, I am still, I'm also a volunteer by myself in the Presidential Territorial Defense Unit since the first uh, weeks of the war. I'm, I didn't left, didn't leave, they didn't leave uh, my home and I'm still in Kiev just uh, for several weeks, I was out of the key of the Kiev, uh, and uh, it it was like for sure the first the march was the I was like re- reborn for second time because one of the missiles hit it uh, near my house in thirty meters meters, so almost all the windows of my house was out except of like uh, uh, the the section where I was actually at that time. So. Thanks God, I'm alive. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of Ukrainians, uh, it's uh, hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians. Unfortunately, we have this uh, already identified uh, victims uh, are dead. So they. It's over 100,000, you think? Yes, only in Mariupol, according to the Ilichiv's Smork, it is 87,000. Only in Mariupol. Only in Mariupol alone. And not, it's not the full amount. It was because it's not a controlled, uh, at this moment, it's not yet controlled by Ukraine, but uh, we will see, uh, unfortunately, more and more. And it's, was, it is like the biggest disaster after the World War II. We're chatting uh, tonight with Maria Babarash, uh, who is in Kiev, Ukraine, about what she does, how she lives, what's going on. Uh, and about uh, the organization that she uh, that she uh, leads that is raising money for Ukrainian fighting forces. Stay with us. We're going to be back in two minutes uh, and have more conversation with Maria Babarash from downtown Kiev, Ukraine. Stay with us. Stream us live at saga960am.ca. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brian Crumby Radio Hour on Saga 960. I'm chatting tonight with Maria Babarash. Is that correct, Babarash? Barabash. 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 I'm pronouncing her name wrong. I apologize for that. Barabash, um, who has really quite an impressive uh, resume. Uh, she uh, uh, graduated in 2002 from the Kiev Gymnasium Console, uh, where she was the head of the class of self-government. Uh, she has a bachelor's in philosophy from Teras. National University of Kiev. 
She has a degree in business communication from the International Christian University. She has a master's of philosophy degree with distinction from Taras Shevchenko National University. Am I pronouncing that right? Taras Shevchenko. Shevchenko National University. Then she has a master's of law also from Taras Shevchenko National University. She's got a degree in the School of Public Administration in Kiev. And then she also graduated in the Young Leaders Program from the Aspen Institute of Kiev. Really quite a comprehensive international um, uh, educational background. Yeah, I love to study so, but it, it's actually I'm studying every, uh, for all my life. And uh, I'm very happy to be like a student, to, like have several, several degrees of the best uh, Ukrainian university. Uh, for one of the best world universities. So, and it was a great experience. And then you were a business strategy analyst, a business development manager, a marketing director, a deputy CEO, corporate development director, an executive board member, a founder of uh, A7 Capital Invest in Ukraine, a founder of A7 Creative, a founder of A7 Conferences, uh, a co-founder of uh, the Union of Ukrainian Entrepreneurs, um, the uh, as we talked about, uh, the executive director of the National Reforms Council, uh, the office um, of the president of, uh, of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, a volunteer with the Armed Forces, and now president of Actions First Foundation. So really quite an impressive occupational background as well. Yeah, it's like, it's my life. I work a lot. <laughs> this is about me. So now you're in Kiev. Whereabouts? Right downtown or in the suburbs or where? Yeah, I'm just not far from the presidential administration. What's it like? You told us that you were already under attack, uh, an air attack this evening. How, how have you survived? How have you lived? It's, uh, we are very thankful to our armed forces that keep size alive. So it's unprecedented and it's uh, it's uh, i don't know it's magic how our armed forces are defending not only ukraine but the whole europe and the whole and whole the world uh, after, before this uh, against this uh, barbarians like this uncivilized wholly uncivilized uh, um, i don't i cannot even mention them as people it's not people it's i don't know it's zombies i don't know who. zombies really <laughs> yeah it's now, more like I understand zombies. That something like uh 25 uh, of uh of ukrainians have blood relatives in russia is that correct? Yeah, sure. My mother is Russian, so uh, I have a lot of, uh, had a lot of relatives, but now we do not communicate at all. And it's very hard, and I'm very happy that the whole world understands right now that Ukrainians are not Russians. We're not relatives, we're not one uh, uh, single nationality, we're totally different nationalities. It's like Brazilians and Americans. It's totally different uh, like uh, nations. Uh, Ukraine was founded uh, more than half a century, half a, like, a, uh, like 500 uh, years before Russia. Right. 500 years, like US is only 250 years. Right. So we are 
twice uh, older than uh, comparing to Russian than U.S. So, so we are totally different. Your mother is is Russian. Does she live in Russia or does she live in Kiev? No, no. She was actually she was um, she graduated in Kiev in Ukraine. So uh, because uh, her uh, father, my grandfather, was a, um, a military man, he was traveling all over the Soviet Union, and it it came that he was born in Russia. But uh, the whole life they lived in. Uh, Kiev, in and, Ukraine. And your mother now is in Kiev. Yeah, sure. And, and so, and, uh, how does she yeah. feel about how does she feel about uh, the war? Is she is she supportive of Russia or of Ukraine? No, for sure. He she started to speak only Ukrainian. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, after uh, she's almost 60 years, but now she started to speak only Ukrainian because she didn't uh, learn Ukrainian while she was in school. Um, so she totally supports, fully supports for sure Ukraine. And, and do, do you uh, do you or her have relatives still in Russia? Yes, I have, but I haven't communicated to them uh, at all. So I have I had some friends uh, uh, like on business with Russia before the 2014, uh, but all of them they immigrate like, like they left Russia after February. All of they, them. They left Russia, all your friends. Yes. And they're living yes. elsewhere in Europe now. In London, in Toronto, like uh, they uh, left Russia because it's a hopeless state until it's uh, controlled by Putin mafia. So it's it's like a, uh, not a, even a state. It's a dictatorship regime yeah. <laughs> of a terrorist. A dictatorship <laughs> so. regime. And and you know, tell me, um, Kiev is not that far from the Russian border. Uh, Russia got to the outskirts of uh, the Russian army. Got to the outskirts of Kiev. How did the Ukrainian army hold off the Russian forces? Um, because we're smarter. This is one big reason and the only reason. And that's why, why we're smarter, because we are on our own territory. We know our land. The, the, we have the best knowledge about the, our territory, about our country. And they didn't have any information. And actually, they were, this is for sure, they planned to capture Kiev in three days. It's true. They uh, took with them a parade uniform while they were attacking Kiev. 
they didn't have any uh, uh, like ammunition, any weapons, uh, uh, any uh, food for a long period. They had food like for one week. That's all. And the parade uniform. So and they didn't uniform. expect. It didn't expect. And for sure, it was very, very hard when the Russian forces was five kilometers from my home in Kiev. Five and kilometers, that's all. Yes. It's very close when tanks and all these weapons and all these attacks, the missiles that the Russian airplanes were uh, flying above your uh, house. It's very, for sure, crazy, but we were in shelters and um, at night and almost all days and uh, bef- between these times while we were not in shelters we, ha- we were helping uh, the territorial defense we were helping we were fundraising for the uniform for the uh, medicine for different uh, kinds of needs that's that were needed now you know you're talking to me now so you obviously have electricity you have internet uh, are the grocery stores open are restaurants open can you go out uh, at night? Uh, at night, it's not possible to go at starting 11 p.m. and till 5 a.m. It's a commendatory time, so it's uh, not allowed uh, without a permission to go outside, but we're, we, we're used to that, so everybody is sleeping at night, so nightclubs, for sure, they're not working, but all the restaurants that are, they are open till uh, the evening, till uh, as usual, till 10 p.m., so it's uh, enough to have time and everything is working uh, but we, we we are not thinking about that so the only thing like the only thing that we're we're, we're thinking is two things first is weapons we need much more weapons we need airplanes we need long distance weapon uh, and we are very waiting when the land lease uh, agreement will start to work because it was signed signed in May and it's already September and no weapons uh, via land lease. And second thing is what we're thinking is to grow our economy so that the businesses will not uh, exit Ukraine and we need uh, more international business to come to Ukraine because uh, if uh, we see like international media like CNN or any other TV, it's like horror in Ukraine, but it's not. We're working here. We're the biggest and we're the largest country in Europe by territory. We are very big. So if the 20% of our territory is occupied, temporarily occupied, we're still the largest country in Europe so it's very far away from Kiev, the front line. So it's normal life is here. Normal life in Kiev, really seriously. Yeah. Yes, have except you, of nightclubs, but <laughs> it's you, not a big problem. Do you have friends or uh, or uh, associates that you've been talking to in in any of the cities on the front line, either uh, Mariupol or uh, Kyrgyzstan or or other areas? Yeah, for example, in Kharkiv, I have a very close friend in Kharkiv, and she's still there. And this is no normal life in Kharkiv, for sure. So now, Kharkiv, I understand, is like 20 kilometers from the Russian border. Is that correct? Not 20, but 30, okay. um, 30, 40. It so depends very close. On, from very, it's a very big city. 
it's like previous capital city of Ukraine, so it's very big one. Uh, so uh, it's like Los Angeles. It's very spread on the very big uh, square meters. So, uh, but uh, for sure, it's very close. But uh, starting like last week, our armed forces started. Uh, uh, to recapture almost all cities and uh, parts of Kharkiv. So there is a big uh, um, battle there. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. We're chatting with, uh, let me see if I get it right, Maria Babrash? Babrabash. Barabash. Barabash. Maria Babrash. Babrash. Uh, tonight about what's going on in uh, Ukraine. We're going to take a quick break for some messages and be back with Maria in just two minutes. Stay with us, everybody. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Welcome back to the Brian Crumby Radio while we're on Saga960. We're chatting tonight about Ukraine. Uh, our guest is Maria Barabash, who is the president at Actions First Foundation, a charity that's raising uh, funds uh, to support the defense forces uh, in Ukraine. Uh, Maria, remind us of the website people can go to if they're interested in uh, checking you out and potentially helping you out. Actionsfirst.org, just go there and click donate. Actionsfirst.org. Um, let me ask you about your president. Uh, you've worked closely with him. You worked uh, as an executive director of an office that reported to him that he chaired uh, in uh, reform. Um, he was a comic. Uh, before he ran for politics. And a lot of people didn't expect that he would uh, be such a great uh, president. And he's turned out to be very inspirational. Tell me what you think about the job he's been doing in the last uh, six, seven months. So I'm closely working with him more than two years already. I met him uh, before he was a president. Uh, we actually had a birthday in one day <laughs> with him. And uh, um, it's a like, it's fabulous person. So, uh, he, yes, he was a comic, but he managed the biggest uh, entertainment company company in the country. So it's uh, what is needed for the for, for to be to be a, a good president. So you need to be decent. You need to be generous. You need to be open minded, professional manager. So he has all these uh, um, uh, like uh, uh, features. And uh, after the Russian war, we discovered that he is a very brave person because he didn't left Ukraine. He didn't because of his security and still he is in Kiev and he is going uh, to walk uh, around Kiev in downtown so it's possible to see him uh, and uh, yeah for sure with security but you know that he is now like uh, target number one by the Russians so but he is not afraid and it's very um 
emotional and it's uh, uh, very motivation big we had to have a big motivation to have such uh, such leader so we are very uh, lucky to have such president in such uh, hard times so i think he is like the best suited for that time and uh, uh, we for the last uh, six months of war uh, every day we are getting more and more uh, information about him about his wife he is also Lena Zelenska is also a very brave woman uh, who is helping him with a lot of things and uh, helping with the psychological rehabilitation of our defenders which is very uh, important and with children uh, so uh, doing the not uh, less work that she, he does so but he's she's very she, like uh, not very public but she do, does also a lot of job right uh, so yeah now you were working you say uh, with him before he ran for president tell me in what capacity uh, did you know him and uh, were you working with him I, I i just met i just not not work but uh, um i had a big friend uh, of mine uh, who was his uh, lawyer for more than 10 years and uh, this lawyer was a lawyer of my family for more than 12 years so we have some mutual friends uh, his name is sergey nizhnya unfortunately he left us last year but uh, he was very close to president so and was very had big influence on his agenda on his politics and also for last two years we were holding meetings of the national reforms council almost every two three months it is a meeting where the president is the chair of the meeting all the cabinet of ministers is uh, all ministers are at the round table the head of the uh, Security Council, the Prime Minister, the head of the Office of President Andriy Yermak, and uh, many all the heads of Parliament uh, fractions and committees are on the table. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we were discussing and implementing reforms in Ukraine. What types of reforms? 
for example, we uh, eliminated uh, and disabled corruption in the construction sphere, and we closed a very corrupted uh, agency called DABI. It's like a construction agency that uh, issued certificates for construction, and it was totally corrupted uh, uh, agency, and we managed to uh, launch from scratch a new agency, and now it's totally without corruption, and it saved more than one billions, one one billion of dollars per year for entrepreneurs who are now not uh, paying bribes to uh, the corrupted uh, uh, agency workers. So, and we did it because of Zelensky and Michael Saakashvili initiative, and it's still working, and we're happy to have these results. And then there were many others uh, uh, like uh, electronic uh, customs for automobiles to, so to have a custom clearance in your mobile application, it's very easy. So uh, in, uh, for example, labor relations, and this law has already adapted. Uh, so if you have, a, for example, a company under 250 employees, you don't need to have any relations to the labor court, except of like very general. You just right. need to have a contract. Like this kind of reforms to easy business, to have more easy business for Ukraine. Excellent. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are surprised that Ukraine has been able to keep its economy functioning uh, in the middle of a war. How has that happened? We have a very hardworking people, very hardworking and very patriotic and uh, very um, uh, um, stressful. <laughs> I, I don't know, we are very re like resilient to, to stress and uh, resilient. So uh, for sure, it's very hard. And now I'm working uh, uh, to have more uh, better, better conditions for business in Ukraine because uh, uh, starting last month, starting August, uh, more than like 37% of our budget is financed by international partners. Yeah, like US, Canada, Great Britain, European Union, that are helping us with donations. And only 36.4% is financed by Ukrainian business, by taxes. So uh, we are very um, uh, sticked to this international uh, help. And we are very thankful for that help. Without that, we won't survive for sure. Yeah. Because it's more than three, a third of our economy. But uh, it's still working. So for sure, um, a lot of businesses, they cut off the jobs. and uh, uh, But still, they're working. So uh, for sure, we are very... We were very impacted by the cuts of the seaports that were not working and still they're working only with grain. Is that but, uh, primarily yeah. Odessa? Yes, Odessa, Mykolaiv, uh, Kherson. So um, it's a very big problem. That all, not... that's, all that's getting shipped from Odessa is, is grain. That's it. Nothing else? 
Yes, but uh, we are ship we were exporting metals like twice larger amount than grain before. We're a metal company, like metal exporter, one of the biggest in the world. And now it's totally stopped for six months. So it's not possible to export metal, metallic uh, equipment. So metal, metal and uh, like all these kinds of uh, uh, things. So tell me what you think the West should do today. What should to they give, do? Yeah, to give more weapons and uh, to help with economy, to have more contracts by Ukrainian producers, to buy more Ukrainian products. We are a very big country, so we have a lot of products, and uh, but we need uh, buyers to to support our economy. So weapons and economy products. So this are the the rest we will do by ourselves. Now, uh, uh, you know, a couple of months ago there was a uh, a lot of calls for a no fly zone. I haven't heard that of late. So uh, and also you know requests for jets, and I haven't heard that of late. What what? What what weapons do you need? What weapons do you want? What yeah, jets we need for the first thing for sure, and we're very thankful to, for example, Slovakia, that uh, one week ago announced that uh, around seven jets they will give us. So it's very important. Uh, also, long distance uh, weapons, so artillery uh, that could uh, fight the targets uh, um, long for for long distance more than 100 kilometers we need that right uh, and uh, for sure the whole other so we need uniforms like because it's winter it's very cold right now in ukraine in the evenings it's uh, like seven degrees celsius uh, it's rather cold already really yes yes and uh, september but it's uh, we need already the yeah, but uh, I think NATO, they they are supporting 200,000 of uh, uniforms, winter uniforms, but we need more. We need 500,000 at least. Uh, so, and all others, so drones, we also need drones and uh, uh, other weapons that for sure we have the whole list. What do you think is going to happen? I think that the war will start go on for several more years uh, it will be uh, or active or inactive so it will be like waves um, it will be very hard time for ukraine for sure but we will win for sure this war and ukraine will we will be a winner this is 100 percent because uh, the civilized war uh, world will win anyway the uncivilized war which is russia uh, and uh, uh, after the war will uh, be uh, stopped and ukraine will win and will uh, uh, hand all the our territories back so all like uh, occupied including crimea will be back to ukraine including crimea so you think crimea sure. will be handed back for sure 200 percent. no no way no way. And, and so, uh, but you think it's going to take several years? Yeah, several years it will take. So we need to be ready for that. And uh, uh, for sure, uh, we will need much more support from the Western 
countries. So they need to realize that it's their war also. Because if Ukraine fails, the whole world fails. Uh, Baltic countries will be captured for several hours if Ukraine fails. Then Poland, Germany and France and uh, so on. So it will be much harder for Canada, for US, for the whole world to defend uh, their democracies if Ukraine fails. But we will not fail for sure, but we need help. And uh, we are very thankful to all, like to Canada and to all the countries that we get in support, but we need more for sure. Maria Babrash, thank you so much for joining us. Remind us, what's the website people can go to if they want to help you out? actionsfirst.org and just click donate thank you actionsfirst.org you've been very generous with your time uh thank you for staying with us even through uh uh an air fight uh that uh, you say was uh, started just before we uh, we joined you uh and please check back in with us um we'd love to know uh, how you're doing and and stay safe and uh and let us know um in the future what's going on in in kiev really appreciate it we're gonna take a break be back in two minutes stay with us everybody Stream us live at saga960am.ca. Welcome back to the Brian Crombie Radio Hour on Saga960. I really want to keep attention on what's going on in Ukraine. We just had a, um, I think, a really interesting interview with Maria Barabash, who actually worked with the president uh, Zelensky uh, of uh, Ukraine and has a a first eye view on what's going on in uh, Ukraine. I now want to be joined by another fascinating individual that I've met, Taras uh, Turchin, uh, who is a lawyer in uh, Kyiv, uh, and he's going to bring us his perspective on what's going on in Ukraine today. And, and you may ask, you know, why do I want to talk to these real people um, uh, rather than just the politicians, rather than just the military experts about what's going on in Ukraine? Because I think we need to understand what it's like to actually live through what's going on in this Russian invasion of Ukraine, what it's like to try to keep working, what it's like to have a family in a, in a, in a condo or apartment in, in, in Kyiv when you're being bombarded on a nightly basis with, uh, with missiles. It's just, it's just unfathomable what's going on. In our time, it's like we've gone back to 1944. So Tadas Tertichny has now joined us. He's a lawyer in uh, Kiev, Ukraine. Tadas, tell me what's going on with you and your life and Kiev and, and this uh, counteroffensive. Well, um, I'm in Kiev. Uh, it's, uh, well, it's fine and it's, uh, it feels safe, uh, at least uh, for, for a person who survived the offensive uh, uh, in February and March this year right uh, the life is uh, in many uh, in many ways back to normal uh, like we have uh, like the actual city life with uh, all stuff we just have a curve view uh, in, in the night uh, and and that's basically it all the services all the venues uh, everything is there. Venues, of course, like, are, are the restaurants, the bars, the opera open again? Um, yes, I'm not sure about the 
opera as it is, uh, but uh, the theaters are there. So like everything is more or less open. Yes, we have like entertainment, uh, but of course it has to end earlier uh, yeah. for people to leave earlier and uh, be home before the curfew. Um, uh, of course, there are less people uh, in in the city because still there are many people who moved out, didn't uh, come back, yeah. and um, they are either in other parts of Ukraine or abroad. Uh, and uh, also, uh, of course, we have an occasional air raid alert. Uh, I think once in uh, two or three days. Uh, Luckily, nothing uh, like nothing has fallen for for the last several weeks here in Kiev. Uh, so it really feels like, in fact, it is often disregarded by Kievans. You can see people just walking around the streets like nothing happens. Really, even when there's an air raid siren going. Yes, yes, that's uh, may like sound reckless. Um, well, there's but, lots of philosophers that say that, uh, or psychologists, that you sort of get used to crazy situations after a while. Yes, co- correct. And uh, like the experience tells us, like uh, that there was not, not nothing uh, like dangerous uh, uh, during the last many weeks here in Kiev, and therefore, like it's just <laughs> a human nature that we hope that uh, the, in the future it will be something like the same. Now, oh, by the, able, by the way, able? just right now as we speak, I have this air raid alert. I don't know if you hear it Yes. Uh, on my smartphone. And uh, like it is recommending to go to a safe place right now. Well, if you have to leave, please, uh, please do so. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a typical Kievit in, in that regard. Uh, I, I feel pretty safe. Well, you have to, you have to be careful. Like yeah. I'm in, in the area where there is no like military or quasi-military objects around me, or even anything like special, like no power plant, no, no nothing that can be of interest to to Russian missile. So it is, uh, it has to be. An uh, unfortunate accident to to have a missile that will hit some somewhere close to my uh, home right oh. now. Uh, yeah, and it, and objectively, it is very very little probability. Likely here in Kiev, because closer to the front line, it's it's much worse, much much worse. I can like understand. Kharkiv and Mykolaiv, they have a daily daily every day. For the six, uh, seven months from the beginning of the war, they have uh, shelling every day. Uh, so, that's... are you able to work? Yes, yes. Uh, again, thanks God, I, 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 I'm able to work. As we spoke back in March, I think I don't remember. Uh, I said that like the communications were there, but in fact, like my uh, uh, like uh, my composition was not very, very good at that at, at that time because it was super stressful, and I only did some very very necessary work for my clients. But now I would say I have 
largely recovered from that stress uh, and uh, I can work. And uh, again, uh, we have like serious problems in the economy. Like the recent report said that we have uh, 40% of uh, people unemployed in Ukraine. 40% unemployed. 40% unemployed. <clears throat> And uh, it it corresponds with uh, like a lot of businesses that were closed. Yeah. I, I had to downscale my business, the legal services, because we are in service sector. We depend on the general economic situation, and uh, I know from my clients that it has like uh, it has fallen fallen sharply since the beginning of the war. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately but yeah. still uh like there's there is some optimism there because in the summer it was very uh very bad uh and uh in, in since the beginning of september i see like some recovery i have clients uh calling me back uh so, somebody who i didn't spoke to uh since february uh, when when we agreed that we will stop some everything and yeah. until better times. Yeah. Pettis, uh, let me ask you. Um, we've heard very encouraging news about a counteroffensive in the uh, in the east. I guess the northeast uh, near uh, Kharkiv. Um, what's what do you hear and and what do you think about this? Well, it, well, it is as it is. Uh, I I read a lot of like. U.S. or British media, and uh, the reporting is quite correct, as much as I can judge, because I'm here, not there. But I know a couple of people who are there, who are serving in the army. And, um, well, it, it is. Like, uh, it, it was a very successful, very smart, uh, very skillful operation by our forces. Of course, it... Uh, came at the cost of uh, like deaths. Uh, there were many announcements of very good, very like talented people uh, who have died, perished in this particular counteroffensive during the last two weeks. Um, because what those people had their lives in like before the war, the civilian lives. Um, and uh, Yes, the the front line, the Russian front line in that particular part has collapsed. They actually fled. They left a lot of uh, equipment uh, and positions, etc. And uh, this is more or less uh, similar to what we've seen in winter or early spring when they retreated from uh, northern Ukraine, from around Kiev. Uh, and uh, I think it, it's even worse for them because they were literally running. And my understanding, my feeling is that uh, Ukraine does not have enough forces right now to effectively occupy the territory that was freed by the Russians. And and that's a, it is a very good problem to have, as you it's can a very imagine. Very good problem to have. Um, but also, I guess you've got prisoners of war that uh, you have to uh, to uh, to to ensure that uh, you've got security over and uh, and there must be some uh, Russian sympathizing people that are left in that occupied uh, territory. Well, maybe like the, the actual like hardline collaborants 
they are fleeing. I assume most of them are fleeing the like to the Russia or other Russian occupied territories. And uh, so this problem is resolved this way. And if uh, there are some some collaborants who were captured, and well, they will be prosecuted through the court procedure, right? Like uh, uh, fair trial, everything as uh, like as as needed, and they will have their sentence. Taras, tell me, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, you mean short term, <laughs> long term? You, you know, are you optimistic? Do you think you're going to be victorious? Do you think you're going to be in this war for five years? What what does what does a, a lawyer working in Kiev, obviously very intelligent, well read, think about this current situation? Uh, well, um, well, there, there is a very positive din- dynamic, of course, and. Uh, we have very high morals. We had very high morals before that. And of course, we have like super boosted morale after the successful counteroffensive. So like, I am 100% sure that Ukraine will win this war. 100%. Uh, 100%. Um, the only question is when and how, um, at, at what price? And uh, Ukraine greatly depends in that on on the Western, well, not Western, but I would say free free world, because we have like Japan, South Japan, South Korea, and uh, like every democratic state in the world uh, helping us. Well, maybe not every, but a lot of them from all over the world. Um, and. Um, if it is, uh, if that support, first of all, military support, but also financial support, because you can imagine we have like large parts of our territories destroyed, like totally, like all the communications destroyed, electricity destroyed, water supply destroyed, everything is destroyed, houses destroyed. We have a lot of, and we have like 50% fallen economy. We, we need a lot of support. If that support is there, um, then we will win. I don't know, maybe in a year or something like that. Uh, like the dynamic is very positive, and we just need more weapons, more powerful weapons, and some financial support until the end of the war. Taras, be safe. Thank you for joining uh, in with us again. Uh, let's uh, keep in contact. Uh, uh, I really appreciate the uh, the man on the street, the lawyer in Kiev uh, view of what's going on. Uh, if for any reason uh, there's someone that wants to hire a lawyer in Kiev, do you have a website or an email or something like that that people can contact you through? Yes, absolutely. I think my LinkedIn profile and also website of my firm is there. Taras, so I can, I, I can provide it to you. <laughs> that'd be great. Really appreciate it. Taras, be safe. Thanks so much. Thank you, Brian. That's our show for tonight. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. I'm on every Monday through Friday at 6 uh, o'clock Eastern time. uh, And you can stream me online, even from Kiev at www.saga960am.ca. I think we had two interesting guests tonight. I don't want to keep doing this because I agree with Taras. I think that uh, Ukraine is going to ultimately win, but it's going to take a while and it's going to take our continued support. And so we can't, can't, can't. Uh, forget what's going on uh, in uh, Ukraine right now, and we need to keep that support coming. Good night, everybody.
No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca.